All right. Hello. Welcome. We're back. We're back for episode two. Episode two. Holy shit. We released the first one, didn't we? We first one's released. Um, it just for context sake, a little bit belated. Yeah. We we did that start of February, end of January. So a few things had to go into the works just to to get this out. So apologies if it, that was a bit outdated, but from all feedback, I think it was pretty good. I think I think it was a good launch. This is the poorly timed podcast, by the way. Yes. Uh, we're your hosts. Yeah, that was a poorly timed start, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we're your hosts. Uh, I'm Todd. I'm Bailey. So here, here's to episode two. Here's um, to episode two. First thing is, at the time of recording, it's 4th of March, 2.30 in the afternoon. 91 of you have listened in. Yeah. That was like a much better response than we were expecting, if I'm honest. Yeah. Oh, I've been looking at the view count of my videos the last few days. I'm like, shit, people are watching this? Yeah. <laughs> people People are actually like, like putting up with our voices. Yeah. Like, if it's odd, like I looked at my other video, Fat Suit Feels, with our good friend Maria dancing around in a inflatable fat suit around UQ. 168 people have watched that. And I'm just thinking, who watches this trash? <laughs> but apparently you guys do. So thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uni's back. Uni's back. It's coming on to week th- week three. Week three already. Holy shit. That's... It's already March. Can you believe that? No. Not at all. No. I just can't believe it's we're three weeks and it just feels like... Yeah, that's gone speeding faster than that bullet. Yeah. And yeah, not going to lie. Second year gets shitter. Yeah, it, it's not the golden road that first year was. It's not. It's not easier. <laughs> no, definitely harder. But yeah, um, I guess classes don't help. Um, me personally, I've got a few shit ones. Yeah, well, you've pretty much had some strife from the very get go. Very get go, yeah. So um, at the start, my my university left me with three subjects. Wasn't the best, but you know, that's life. Um. And yeah, um, my favorite subject is in a decommissioned building where the electricity in my lecture went off five times. Five <laughs> times. Yeah, I, I, you were telling me about that the other day, and I was just like, "That's um, too many times." Yeah, my tutorial. Another one of my tutorials is in the same building, and I have to walk through a construction site to get there. <laughs> and yeah, so for. I come in, I just switched my degree, by the way, to a more specialized film course. Okay. And for, for one of my first lectures, it's, it's a first year subject. So as you'd expect, it's beaming with fresh faces, oh, with like, the children of uni. Like, I think three out of my four subjects are first year subjects. Oh. So I have to put up with like first years, just like, they're all scared and sitting there, afraid to ask questions and stuff like that. And like, I, I get it. We yeah. were there at one point, but I'm just like, I'm looking at that and just like, it, was I really that bad? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's an odd time for a first year uni student, yeah. but it's just packed to the brim and everyone like talking, they've made their, their first uni friends and, um, yeah, it packed to the brim and it was an odd one. Cause first thing that happened was like, they turned one sentence which is, importantly, mind you, yeah. we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land that we stand on and, you know, their teachings, yada, yada, I can't yeah. remember. 
And instead of just merely saying that, which would have been fine. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yep, cool. I know that's important. They decided to bring in a, a lecturer or professor on indigenous histories. Yeah. And talk for half an hour of a two-hour lecture about the creative indigenous works that are out there. Right. Which usually would be all right, but it had no relevance in our lecture. What was the subject? It's um, it's called... I don't want to say it for... Security reasons. <laughs> security reasons. But um, yeah, it, it's a first year subject for me because in my degree, it encompasses about 10 different creative faculties right. from film, acting, drama, visual arts. Okay. Um, so it, it has to be very general. Yeah. But it just it just went on about nothing and it, it's so broad that it's pointless. Yeah, yeah. Like the first thing that like they did after this, like talking about like all these indigenous artworks and everything, but had no relevance to the lecture and it was all like just different pieces of art that it's like this exists. So um, it wasn't like and this is what you should could be looking at for an assessment or No, this I is had what you could be nothing to at for they, works. they barely talked about the assessment. Wow. Um, That's usually like, so it was the introduction. Yeah, it was just yeah. the introduction lecture. And ha- after that half hour, it's like, we talk, they stated that we talked to your lecturers and asked what are the best, you know, thinking skills that you need for a creative practice. And they all came through, came back and said, oh yeah, this is what we need. This is what is good. And yeah, and I'm not sure what they're on about because <laughs> they're, it's one of those lectures where there's minor quotes like creative practice and creative thinking is this. Yeah. And it, it it's something I'm like, okay, that I can kind of see how that works, but I don't see it being relevant. And I'm like, no, that's not important. And then I see every other first year around me going, <laughs> desperately trying to take down a note. And I'm just like... Well, that's with any... Because all first years, they'll be like, okay, so in school we got, we got like however much time to copy down all yeah. the notes on the PowerPoint. But in uni, you don't get that time. You have to just, you have to learn how to take notes properly. Yeah. And like, it's, it, it takes a while. Like, honestly, I, it took me, yeah. it took me all the first semester it, to really get used to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it's different. I, I was lucky in high school where my teachers were like, this is how it's going to happen in you. You got to get used to it. Yeah. So you got to look at the information, like what's important. Can I, do I have enough time, enough time to take this down? Yeah. And um, it's good because I've got a laptop because if you're handwriting, I feel so sorry for you. Oh, I handwrite. Yeah, it, it's it's hard because it takes so much longer. And, um, yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's not that bad. But, yeah, it's just anything that's up on that screen is it's just like fr- happy hour at a bar. It's it's just, it's just you go for it. You don't, you don't stop until it's over. And, yeah, um, that's that's uni and then lecture for that not the lecture the tutorial for that subject the 30 person class yeah my tutor is so fucking hopeless really like not gonna not even coming he comes in the classroom two minutes ago he just just leaves for some reason just walks out comes back in he's like i don't even know what his name was i don't remember him even saying hello but he seems like the most clueless motherfucker i've <laughs> ever seen in my life like he's like put, brings up the powerpoint he's like uh, here we go. Here's some Aboriginal artwork. Now get into groups so of two or three, and um, discuss amongst yourselves. Yeah, and it's like analyze. It. And he, he went over. There was a whole PowerPoint slide, PowerPoint slide saying what you need to do. Yeah, and it's just 
No, he just glossed through it over 30 seconds. We're like, what are we meant to do? Yeah. And I wasn't paying much attention, to be honest, because it's a bit of a boring subject. Like, the guy spoke in a monotone voice, and you're just there. And it was this picture of an Aboriginal man sitting down, and but there was no color in it, and it was all like um, dotted lines, oh, yeah, like yeah. A, um, a coloring coloring book. Yeah. Like you had cut, and there was numbers around saying you had to color in that. And it was an interesting piece of artwork after a while, but the questions were like, What's the objective, like, fa- like what is factual about this? Like, size, like, colors, use right. of colors. Like, what is obvious and, like... So, it wasn't really kind of analyzing it. It was more so just looking at it and stating what... Oh, there, no, there was that. And then you had to, like, what's your subjective meaning to oh, this? Oh, okay. And everything. And then it goes into, like, they expect us to further research. <laughs> and I'm like, ugh. We but all know like, further research means yeah. just, like... Don't do it. You're not going to do it, so just don't worry about it. Yeah, and then thing is, it was just like, um, it was in a PowerPoint, but he didn't know how to put it to full screen. Oh my god! And it took a bunch of explaining, and then we we got to this video of um a music video that's indigenous band called um Treaty, right? And it's it's based on 1989. The Prime Minister of Australia at the time, I can't remember who it is, um. I think he was Keating. He he said, by 1990, we will have a treaty with the Indigenous people. And this is... And that song was the reminder that's like, you've oppressed us for how long? How do you, how do we know you can take our word? Or yeah. take your word? Anyway, it's a good music video. Good yeah. song. Like, But he's, he's... This lecture, like, he tries to open in YouTube and he's got no clue how. Really? And... Uh, just real quick, Bob Hawke was a Prime Minister. So, yeah, time, yeah, Bob Hawke. Um... <laughs> he had no clue yeah. and he couldn't it's like oh has anyone's computer got HDMI and I'm looking around I'm like oh god no one's got HDMI I've got HDMI <laughs> and I, I had to draw the short straw and he plugs it in and the projector is it just goes skits like the right. bloody and I'm, not, I'm pretty sure this was the building because once again it's decommissioned and my lecture hall loses five it's power five times yeah. in it but it He's just showing skits images. I'm like, oh no, please don't make that be for my computer. <laughs> my God. It's like, oh, I might just play it on this other guy's computer. I'm like, oh God, that's arguably worse. Yeah. Because I always have this fear in the back of my mind that if you, if you, you know, they show some of their class, you might see something that you don't want to see. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not talking about porn. Everyone's thinking that like, everyone's it's yeah. like seeing your porn history. It's, it's not that, but, um, just like you see things that you watch and like, oh my god, he's a nerd. You watch yeah, that on like, YouTube. Oh, you watch, you watch like gaming videos. You nerd. Yeah, <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with because I always do. Um, but like, yeah, no, I get that. It, it's a very private, you know, your viewing habits. Well, I get, um, the, I get that with my um, the back, my the backgrounds on my laptop. So I have a lot of ones for like, I have one for Power Rangers. I have one yeah. for Legend of Zelda. I have one for uh, the bands I listen to and all that. And I always feel like people are silently judging me from behind me if they can see it. Yeah, it, it it's a hard one. But yeah, so um, that that's my worst subject. There are other ones, but I feel like I've ranted on for too long about... Well, how... I'll, I'll talk about mine then. Because <laughs> yeah. I had a pretty... Just like a weird first first couple of weeks. So with... um, Not so much first couple of weeks, just like one of the days that was like just so out of sync with what I thought was going to happen. So it was the first Monday of... It was the week two Monday. 
and I have a tute usually um, at night mm. f- um, on my timetable. It says it goes from five to seven. Yeah. But on the lecture slides, the lecturer always puts up a slide that says, oh, these are when all the tutorials are. The time for my tutorial that's in my um, timetable wasn't up there. Oh, but I saw the room that was up there. So I, was, I went up to him after the lecture and I was like, hey, um, just wanted to double check that this is, is if there's something up here, if there was just like a typo yeah. on the slide or whatever. He's like, what? He's like, what? that's not supposed to be like that. And I was like, what, on the slide or on the timetable? I was like, on the timetable. Your shoot is actually an hour after that. So he's like, it's actually six to eight. Oh. I'm like, what? I can't do that. And he's like, yeah, no, like, I'm sorry, but that's just like what it is. And then he said that he, they had decided to make that like an hour later, way before like even O week started. Jeez. And that the people at the registration hadn't changed it yet. So this means a whole class of people has a timetable that's wrong. And it's also, it's in like a really weird room to get to. Um, So he had to go like stand outside of this room at five o'clock and be like, oh, sorry, come back in an hour. Jeez. And I was so livid. But then Mm. they just, he just cancelled it. Just cancelled He just cancelled because nobody was showing up oh, for the later one because everyone was like, oh, I can't stay for the hour after it was supposed to end. Yeah. So he just cancelled it and I went on my merry way. I was like, I was mad. I was livid. Livid's a good word. Um, yeah. And I just yeah. went, went singing it's, with my friends. It's fair to say the whole timetabling at our university, because we go to the same one, is fucked up. Oh, it's, it's hopeless. Like all my classes are stacked on a Thursday, Friday or in an afternoon night. Like I, I enrolled for another subject cause I got screwed over and left with three and I found a, a fourth one and that I was meant to do, but just wasn't showing up there enough. Yeah. Or, like properly. And, um, I, I got a still email to get into my, you know, get in the class, but apparently the tutorials on like from four to like something like two to three you get an you get an hour break and then four to six again with like the workshop. Yeah. So it's like on a Tuesday afternoon. So it's just ended like six PM at night like that. Just like Yeah, and like all my lectures are like at night. It, it or like half of them are. It's it's just stupid and I don't get it. I don't but, get like I get maybe some tutorials that go into nighttime, but I don't get lectures that go into nighttime. No, it, it makes no sense and no. It's definitely a short straw drawn. Yeah. But yeah, um, even I've heard like my tutors aren't happy about it. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, that that's enough about uni and grinding on because we got we got happier topics. We got happy topics to talk about. Shall we talk about uh, the craze that everybody's loving at the moment? I wouldn't call it a craze. I'd call it a phenomenon. A phenomenon. Uh, this, of course, refers to Black Panther. Yeah. Which we both saw the other it's, day. It's about a week ago. About a week. Uh, two weeks. Week and a bit. Week and a bit. Whatever. Um, it was a time ago. <laughs> yeah. It, it was yon- It was way off yonder. Way off um, yonder. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I like, I was expecting, I was expecting I was ex- kind of like a Wonder Woman thing. I was expecting, I knew it would be different and I knew it'd be a yeah. step forward. It was. 
It was brilliant. Um, just to give a bit of context there, when I say a Wonder Woman thing, you know how everybody was excited about Wonder Woman. First female superhero. Yeah, and so. like it, when you first watch it, it was really good. But then when you go back and watch it, it's kind of like, all right. this kind of this movie has a lot of stuff that's kind of like wrong. That's not so good. Yeah. Um, not in terms of like the story, but just in terms of like, well, kind of in terms, just in in general, it's kind of like, oh, it's not as good as I thought it was. Yeah. I don't get that feel from Black Panther because when I first no. saw Wonder Woman, I was like, yeah, that's how that is. Mm. But now watch, watching that, I'm just like, this is a good movie. Like, you, I could go back and watch this and like, yeah, still love it. <clears throat> Bless up. It's an extremely culturally different film as well. Yeah. Like. We're not going to put spoilers in this, no. either way, but it's like there'd be scenes where, you know, like challenge for the king, and they're like really showing, like yeah, showing yeah. like the culture of the it. culture, like, and it, it's it doesn't it doesn't shy away from it either. It kind of no. shows the kind of reality reality of like that actual thing. And I saw on mm. uh, Inga the other day. Um, there was like a comparison between some of the characters in the movie and like real life, um, like actors, s- actresses. Well, no ceremonial dresses oh, yeah, yeah. and stuff from Africa. <coughs> um, and it was like, they used it in Quite just spot like on. spot on. Yeah. Like the, there's one character who has a plate in his lower lip. Yeah. yeah. And I that know that. Yeah. And that's like, he's, pretty much got the in the film he's got the title that someone yeah. in real life have would have one of those plates and it's just like it's those little things that kind of like shows that they wanted to make this yeah. movie which celebrates this the african culture basically yeah and it it's just there's no nothing to do wrong michael b jordan does a fantastic performance i reckon like oh he's brilliant in it he he's very good I was himself a, from the last Marvel movie, quote unquote Marvel movie he was in. Yeah, what what movie was that? Fan four stick. Ah, uh, yes. It's Johnny Storm. Yes. Um. Yeah, but he he's a great actor, and mm. I was a bit reluctant as his character's very you know very hip hop you know out of the streets of Atlanta kind of yeah kind of guy, but it works. And, yeah, yeah. And it's it's not like the villains there just to be bad for once it's there like his his actual kind of vision and his motive makes sense yeah his intent his intent behind his actions are kind of like you get it yeah but it's like it's also at the same time like bad yeah um he was a great villain he's i saw that he was kind of reluctant to play a villain but once he started it he was like okay you can really have some fun with these characters yeah and he did really well at it yeah and um Chadwick Boseman is oh he's just he, the accent, the just the character, just the character in general. Did you know? Um, our buddy Adam was telling us this. He's forty one. Forty one. He's forty one. My God, dude looks like he's twenty. My God, he, he's got some good juju in his breakfast juice. <laughs> My God, um, it's the Black Panther serum, you know, keeps you young. Yeah, but um, the director as well, and it, he's only he's only done a handful of movies. Yeah. I mean, the most notable one is Creed, which was a good movie. Creed. Also with Michael Michael B. Jordan, which, you know, it's a very direct thing to do work with the same actors. Yeah. But I feel like I've noticed that trend with, when we're talking about Star Wars, Ryan Johnson had only done a handful of films as well. Yeah. So I think it it just reinforces that point I made where 
directors like their, uh, sorry, producers like their directors young. Yeah. You know, haven't done many films so they can keep to a formula, but difference here is they've made sure he sticks to that formula, I think. Yeah. But, well, I think, but I think, they've let him have the right amount of creative control. Yeah, I think Marvel movies are a little bit different from Star Wars because yeah. Marvel movies only go back about 10 years now. Yeah. Um, whereas Star Wars goes back Yeah, Star Wars, there's a, there's a lot more. It's very different. But yeah. But, um, um, yeah, no, I see what you're saying there. He was, yeah. he would have had to, like, think about, like, everything else that's going on at the moment. Yeah. And then um, put it all back into into line with it set it up for infinity war basically yeah and yeah it should be good but i think that's mostly all we had to say yeah um, i think yeah we only wanted to mm. spend a little bit of time on that just to avoid yeah because and yeah. we could probably go on for yeah. a whole podcast about black panther yeah but um another vi- movie that i've seen that i want to mention is um sweet country yes now it's... if you don't mo- know this film i probably won't blame you because it's it's a very it's in a small Australian, not small Australian production, but it's an Australian it's an production. Australian production, yeah. Australian it's, movies don't really get off the ground no. as much as they should. And yeah, it's it's directed by Warwick Thornton, who he um did Rabbit Proof Fence. Ah, yes, yes. So he's a very kind of influential director yeah. in Australia, and probably one of the most important. Yeah, I would say because in, Indigenous issues are so rarely highlighted, especially in film. Yeah. So it's really important, you know, shout out the highlights. And Robert Proof Fence, if you don't know, I haven't seen it, but, you know, it's just the concept of it. I've Yeah, I've seen it uh, probably a good five times because we used mm. to watch it in, like, um, religion in school and talk about, like, the values in the movie and then how yeah. they align with, like, the values today and everything like that. It is really good. It's, like, it's a small... It feels like a small production film. Yeah. Um, but it, it does really well in kind of showing, like, yeah the history of Australia and, like, the stuff that we really need to highlight and look at. Yeah. And Sweet Country, it it, it deals with a few darker issues. But it, it, it's interesting. The whole premise of it is um, you have... I'll explain a bit, but you have this Aboriginal fella... Um, I'm terrible with names, so I can't remember his. That's okay. Um, and he, he lives with, um, a very holy man. Um, a white, white man that is. Right. Who played by the fantastic Sam Neill. Oh, Sam Neill. Um, and yeah, it, it's different on this property because Sam is a very Christian fella and he, he believes them to be equal in the eyes of the Lord. So, you know, he has a lot more freedom and everything. And I think this deals with, you know, this, this protagonist to be a bit more, defiant yeah because and it, they show that that he's a lot more defiant you know because when he'll he'll lend him not lend him but like send him on jobs with other neighbors asking for favors yeah he's like hey um let's let's call him sam because i can't remember his name actually you know what um uh, well, Just... while i talk about this i'll google him yeah but yeah it's and you know they they treat you know so it's let me start again. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like a touchy subject to talk about, I feel, because yeah. I feel like in the film, it does it use kind of like a lot of that really kind of olden times yeah. like language, so I guess you could the, say. The time period is set just after World War One. Okay, in, so 1920-ish. Yeah, so Great, great Depression in the outback. Yeah. 
So, you know, they're still on the horseback in the old Aussie sheds. And, you know, so what happens is, you know, he'll lend his, his neighbours this, his, um, you know, his friend that lives with him. Yeah. Just said, you know, said, okay, you need a favour. Sam, do you want to go do this? And he will. And because they're, they're Aboriginals that they have on their land are pretty much slaves. Yeah. It's, um, you know, they treat them like that. Yeah. And, you know, he, he, there'll be like moments where they just lash out and he'll fight back. Okay. Sort of thing. So that's what I was trying to say. And there's one instance where what what ends up happening is he, and I'm not going to spoil it, but he, he ends up shooting a white fella. Yeah. And is forced on the run. Okay. And it's, it's, it's like the tale of, you know, him running away and yeah things happen and what happens after that. But it really highlights a period I had not known about. Okay. That's so quite interesting to like... It's, yeah, like post-war, it, it doesn't deal with snatching the stolen generation. It it deals with having, I think this is after, you know, they've, you know, thought of them as animals. Yeah. But so, like, when, like, okay, it's kind of hard, it's kind of... It's a touchy hard, one. Yeah, it's and it's hard to say this without sounding, like, really bad, but it's yeah. kind of like when they started recognising... Indigenous people as humans, yeah, at as, least. As, as humans at least, but it's it's still like that American era where black people were slaves. Yeah, yeah, is what I'm trying to say, and it's important. Like it highlights a lot of abuse. Yeah, and there, there's just one scene in particular. Like, oh no, 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 it's wow. just not happening. And yeah, it's an extremely important film for Indigenous culture. Yeah, I'd imagine so because it'd be like, mm. it's it. Films have a really good way of sh- just. Showing showcasing. that really upfront, like this is what it used to be like. Do you remember this? Can you please remember this? Because this is really important that you remember this. Yeah, exactly. And it's really hard talking about it because there's some shocking things that happen. But yeah, yeah, you just look and like, well, we really like that. Mm. This happened, and you you can see that kind of perspective of what are we doing, like what is happening yeah. in it. I guess but, it would make you question what's happening nowadays too. Yeah. Like not even just in the past when. Yeah. Like you know that's all history now, but like mm. it still has ramifications. Today. Yeah. And I just want to say that just on a more film perspective of the movie, like this the the camera work also done by Warwick Thornton is beautiful. Yeah. Like, as Australia is such a beautiful country, it really showcases that. That's good. Like the outback and yeah. everything and. It takes you to some location where we're like, wow. So is it set in like Central Australia area? Yeah, in, in you know, the outback. So we're on yeah, horseback, yeah. very dried up creek beds, mm-hmm. sent red sand. Good old um, red sand, red centre. Yeah. Um, other places, um, just don't, I'm not going to spoil. Cause yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it's it's really good. So basically go see this go, movie. Go see it. It's it's definitely a festival film. Yeah. Like it's, it's very, I'd say experimental in a sense of, the way it, pro- not progressive, but, you know, like, presents itself. Yeah. But I think in Australian film nowadays, that's how you have to go, because yeah. full-on cinema releases do not come that often. No. There's been two in the past, in this decade, that I know, I can remember full-blown cinema releases. What were they? Red Dog and oh, yeah. Paper Planes. Oh, yeah, Don't yeah. you remember that one? Yeah, that yeah. Br- I remember that one. I do, brilliant I do like, films. I, do, I like Paper Planes a lot, actually. Yeah, Paper Planes is a brilliant film. Red Dog... 
I've it's actually a dog. seen Red Dog. It's a dog film, so expect to cry. Oh, yes. That's all I'm going to say. The endings of any dog film ever will make you cry. Yeah. And they're the most great... They're just one of the best Australian films that, you know, like what we have to offer. They're like feel-good films, so... They feel good, yeah. Was, um... Australia with, um... Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman, was that an Australian film or was that, it like, was, an American-produced Australian film? It It's like the, um... Pirates of the Caribbean effect where they bring this film over but it it's run... Like, you have to use so much Aussie crew. Yeah. So, like, it'd be American executives but... A lot of the people running it would be Australian. Yeah. And on that, with Pirates of the Caribbean, like, one of the... Have you seen the new one that no. was filmed over here? No, but it's just been added onto Netflix, so yeah. I can watch um, it. Don't expect anything great. Yeah, no, I wouldn't... I like, don't. it's... It's half up. Not since, like, the third one. Uh, for th- the first three were brilliant films. Yeah. The fourth really still kept that magic, and um, I thought it was really good. Yeah. And just something different, but this fifth one, it's the fourth one. It's just there for the the sake of it. Yeah, the fourth one was a bit touch and go. I touch reckon. and go, but it still captured that. Yeah, this still, one's yeah. trying, just trying too much. Yeah, I and um, but there's there's someone who plays and spoiler, not really spoiler, but one of the main characters is Will Turner's son. Yeah, he's from Home and Away. Oh yeah. So I feel like you bring these productions to Australia, you're going to use that Australian film. Yeah. So in in the mention of you know Australia as the film, um, it's not a full-blown Australian production as such. Yeah. But there, there is very Australian elements, so it's very cross-cultural in that sense. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's... But with Australian films, um, it's very hard to get up and going with those now. Yeah, and I think with using our film Knowledge. culture as, like... Yeah. We don't really have that, like, standing film culture as I feel America... Well, Me- obviously, America does. Yeah. And, and it's it's definitely a, a sm- very small, like... Um, in one of my subjects, our lecturer refer- and my tutor refers to it as a, we're our tribe. If you're an Australian film, you're part of the tribe. Yeah. And, yeah, it's very small. And feature films don't get often done too much. And it's very hard to get funding. Like, the way, the way I see it, and the best example I've ever seen of it, was come came very recently when the same lecturer told our classes like one of the third year graduates said oh yeah i'm going for this national grant of fifty thousand dollars to make my own film okay so she's like great go for it but so-and-so is going for it and he's won two emmys so what are your chances so that's just really highlights like the lack of funding which is what any money talks yeah. And that's the source of any thriving film. It's definitely growing though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because the way the way we see it over here is, TV. TV's is golden. Like, yeah. Like it's a golden age of TV for Australia, and that's where a lot of things are being filmed. And we're not talking about like Neighbours or anything. We're not like talking that about just because that, that no. stuff's been that stuff like has been going for thirty years. Yeah, and, and will never stop. It's it's for good reasons because stations have to show, a certain yeah. percentage of. You know their content has to be Australian made. Yeah. So they can't just show Big Bang Theory every, yeah. every thirty minutes. So um, yeah, it's really good. But like you know your underbellies, there's other things as well. Like ABC is all Australian content mainly. SBS mm. has a good portion of it. Um, yeah, yeah. But they show other foreign stuff, which has never been seen. So that's, that's fine. But yeah, it's it's definitely hard to get off the ground. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what it what it, what, what another thing I think is also hard to get off the ground. Completely unrelated is um 
Good segue. Half-assed at Half best. Segue. Um, but yeah, the Com Games coming up in a month. Yeah. So. And I've yeah I we feel like it's just going to be a lot of hype for some that's going to be a bit disappointing. I feel like it will be, and you know this is I see it's like oh it's such a great chance to show off Australia, but the way they present themselves is a little bit corny. Yeah. Um. So let's start. Let's go from the start back to Glasgow, the yeah. twenty fourteen Commonwealth Games. Yep. Where closing ceremony where they hand over the torch to Australia for the next games. Yeah. Our presentation was the biggest heaping pile of shit <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. What happened was, What happened to it? Because I don't really know um, what happened. It's, it was corny. Yeah. Really scripted, really corny. Like, they they brought out Mick Fanning, who, okay. who just retirement, who just retired. Yeah, just and I'm retired. really, as a surfer myself, that's really... But I mean, dude like punched his, a shark. He needs to retire. <laughs> Look, you, you make that out to be such a funny thing, but that was traumatizing. Yeah, like, that would have been a traumatizing. Shark attack. That's, why, that's why I'm yeah. saying he needs to retire if that happened to him. Yeah, like he, he, he got attacked by a shark and he like he went under for a full two seconds, mm. which doesn't sound like long, but when there's a wave coming over you and then you don't see him yeah. come up, that is scary as shit. And he's like one of the, the heroes of Australia. Yeah. So for a quick moment, just massive respect to that bloke. Massive respect to me. He, he's always been there and like, he's always been one of the people I've most respected in my life just for the way he goes about himself. Yeah. And he's just, yeah. But anyway, with the Com Games, they, they bring him out and he's like, I've lived on the Gold Coast all my life and I love the pristine beaches. I love the, you know, the the sweeping sands. and Getting just, lit it, at schoolies, mate. <laughs> like no kebabs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just really corny yeah. and really scripted and didn't seem natural and was not a sh- properly good show off of our culture. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. And now, like, and then yeah. look at the countdowns that they've been having all around Australia. Like, oh, it's It's going to be, like, the best thing that's happened to Australia. Three years, 200 days, Yeah, and hours. I, I get like, having the thing, the surfboards up there, but it, like, the whole coast... Of all places. Yeah. Like, I get it, but it's one of the cheesiest places in Australia. It's like... I I'm think, going to be real. Yeah. I, I think it's just because it is showcasing Australia. Queensland yeah. sun, which is, like, legendary. The beaches. Yeah. There's a beach around every corner. Yeah. The people there... Uh, I don't know about the people at the Gold Coast. In certain areas... In certain pretty, areas, they're normal. Yeah. In... Like, most, <laughs> most areas, they are normal... Okay, I'm going to rephrase because I have really <laughs> fucked up my words there. No, no, I get it's, what you mean. It's yeah. like in most areas they're kind of like so more yeah around yeah around the back areas like Coomeras, like Rabina. Yeah, they're, they're like normal Brisbane people. Yeah, like city hardworking folk. But I think a lot of one of the places I go a lot is you know your Southern Gold Coast Tweed. Yeah, tw- um, Rainbow Bay or. Currumbin. Yeah. There's a heavy surfing culture there. And some of them are, are really nice blokes and just really chilled out. Others are like... Others kind of like shove it in your face. Yeah. And just like, hey, look, I'm a surfer dude. Um, yeah. I that, guess that's... And then you compare that to Sunshine Coast people. Um, something I'm not too familiar with. Well, yeah, because I've been going to the Sunshine Coast mm. like 
more than the Gold Coast yeah. my whole life. And it's kind of like, it's a lot more... I don't know, because around places like Caloundra, it feels a lot more laid back than the more yeah. laid back parts of the Gold Coast. And yeah. It just feels like no one really cares there. Um, but then you have places like Malulaba, which you could compare to Surfer's Paradise. Mm. Um, and they're not so much different, but there's definitely a different feel to yeah. them. Surfer's Paradise, I'd say, is the worst place on the Gold Coast. I reckon. Like that's where you get all the crazy people. It's like the valley. Yeah, it, it's just it's just cheesy. Like everything's there, but there's no culture to it. Yeah, it's it's so touristy, and that's the problem with it. Yeah, that's the problem with the Gold Coast as a whole and how they present themselves. So I see is they're too touristy. Yeah, but that's their number one industry, so it makes sense why they make themselves like that. Like I feel like the Com Games is just a big advertisement yeah. for Australia. Yeah, it it is, but I think. Overall, with the Com Games and less on the Gold Coast, which actually before I finish on that point, it's it's very touristy in like the central and central part. Yeah. Southern Gold Coast, like the Tweed, everything, completely different atmosphere. Yeah. It's very beachy, and it's what I've why I've loved it for so long. But with the event itself, there are problems. <clears throat> there are um, first of them and most recently the trains. I don't yes. know if you've heard um they've been what have they been taken off the rails because they don't um correspond with disability kind of um laws yeah something like that like they're not suitable for disabled person passengers to get on yeah so there there's whole controversy around that um there's also like doubts that public transport can't hold in all the people expected to come yeah and like there's predictions are going to come for hours um, and yeah, the news has gone on a ride with this. It feels like, like from the outside, it looks like that they're, they're really trying to prepare for it. Yeah. But when you actually like look into it, mm. they haven't really prepared. Like yeah. for example, the train situation, cause that's a massive thing. That's a that's massive big. part of it. Yeah. People getting there, they're not going to drive there cause parking yeah. would be a nightmare. Oh, you're not allowed to park. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So this is all speculation, by the way. Like, I really do hope it, it is a mas- massive success. Yeah, like, but I was looking at... I was watching some of the um, swimming last night of, like, all the people who are going to go to the Com Games. So, like, you James, oh, yeah. you James Magnuson, your um, Campbell sisters. Yeah. Uh, and they, they're they very excited for it, as yeah. you would be, because you're... Representing your country. You're representing your country. On home soil. Yeah. It's you, such a big thing. You're going to have your home crowd there. Yeah. For some of them, they grew up on the Gold Coast too, so it's gonna yeah, be, it's gonna be a massive moment for them. Um, but yeah, it just feels like at the moment it's not. It's just be, overshadowed yeah. by the way they advertise it. Yeah, by yeah. like hearsay and like advertising. Yeah, I feel like the marketing itself is, it's more directed in Australia. It's like book your tickets now, and it's all animation. I haven't seen anything to do with the actual sport. Yeah. All I've Which seen is, what is it's like all about. people running on the beach on Surface Paradise Beach. Yeah. And that's not the sports. That's not showing like yeah. the stadiums it's, and whatever. Yeah. And I think there's got to be big marketing push in this last month to really highlight your athletes who are coming on. Yeah. And yeah. It's already um, started, I feel, because there's some, yeah. um, one of the Australian basketballers, he grew up in some part of Queensland. I, yeah. I think in Queensland where they grow strawberries. And they Probably like cans. Yeah, somewhere like that. 
um, and then just kind of highlighting, oh, he was mm. Australian grown and he loved Australian products. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, probably not Cairns, actually, but there are other places. Yeah, I think um, yeah. Sorry, I only said Cairns because that's where they're putting basketball um, yeah. or one of the places. So I actually signed up for a volunteer as um, for the Com Games, um, but I had to step out. Um, I'm just going to admit, though, the team they have are quite focused. Like, I met... He's like the head of volunteers. We don't like the TV and the promotional videos. Yeah. His name's Matt something. I had a chat with him. Great bloke. Like he came around to every volunteer and oh, just really? like, yeah, he's thinking he's had like all the human services and every volunteer had a chat with us and that was, you know, that's really good. Yeah. That's, that's like, I feel like that's a really good way to connect with like, if these, yeah. these people are like volunteering yeah. their time up for this massive event. Yeah. You're going to want to have to have some yeah. sort of personal relationship yeah. with them. And, Heads up, there's over 10,000 volunteers. Yeah. Especially, and they would have all come through there, so that's big. Yeah, a lot of them would be coming from other places too. Like, I know you and maybe like upwards of like 10 people Yeah, I know who have volunteered from Brisbane to go to the Gold Coast, and that's like an hour's drive. Yeah. That's, which um, isn't a lot. Yeah. But it's like still yeah. where substantial. They, yeah, I was lucky because where they had me rostered was down at um, Chandler for the Velodrome. Oh, okay. So that was a big relief because I'm not driving down to the Gold Coast for however long. But they had me rostered on for three shifts. And this is the reason why I dropped out. Not because I had three shifts. But those three shifts were like nine and a half hours long Mm. from like 2.30 to 11.30. And that's unpaid work dealing with thousands of spectators as a volunteer. And for us who who are, you know, very low socioeconomic uni students... That's a lot of time to give That's out, out of, of work. Yeah. Not out of uni because it's a two-week mid-semester break. We don't even go to uni anyway. <laughs> oh. Uni students spend less time at uni. Yeah. Um, not first years. Like, first no, years first we go years in. are there all the time. For this semester anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's, yeah. So, there's definitely a lot of things it that can improve. But, up, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I think we both really have that this goes well, like. I'm not buying tickets. No, I'm it's, not buying it's tickets. Just, it's just too much, but hopefully that's fine. Well, I wouldn't really know what, like, where to go to, like, what things to go to, because I'm just like, eh. Yeah, like, I, I, last time I was down at Coolangatta, they were building the, the beach volleyball. I'm yeah. like, that looks pretty good. And Yeah, I feel like it, it's certain uh, events, that's mm. the word I'm looking for, that would have certain appeal to different people. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't know what to choose. Yeah. the one thing that I always look at when I'm thinking about going there, mm. it's like, what what, what one is... would be like the most entertaining for the most amount of time? Yeah. But it's... I couldn't imagine anything would be really like that. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult because so many different sports and they're individual sports. Yeah. And they're not like, there's rugby sevens, which is a pretty good one. But yeah. the other ones I like, like I'm a football fan at heart. Yeah. And there's, there's no football in... In the com games, so yeah, no football in the com games. Probably not. Um, I didn't. I don't remember seeing it. Mm. So just because it's you know so many other things happen with FIFA. Yeah. And it's in April, and all the big teams are still in their seasons. Be, yeah. So it just yeah, it's just true. poor timing. Um, it's like starting um, the uh, big bash when the day night cricket's still going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cricket. So. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I think that's all we have to say. Just we we just hope it's a success. Yeah, I hope it, I hope it is because yeah. it is a big thing for Australia. Like when oh, yeah. even when we hosted the Olympics, was it Sydney the last time? Sydney two thousand was yeah. the last time we hosted a big event. And I feel like the Com Games have also been in Melbourne recently. Well, probably not. Or not recently. Not recently. Mel- but it was in Melbourne at one point. Yeah, I feel I I don't quote me on that. Um, but I know there was something at Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, then Australia's was, two biggest cities. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 2006 Commonwealth Games. Oh, right. Yeah. So, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, shall we go back onto the film? Yeah, we'll head back to what we know more of. <laughs> yeah, this is something I only learned about today. Yes. Thanks to you, because um, you just brought it up. So, we're going back to Star Wars. Not exactly. Not, not, not in the... We're not going to rant about the universe again. This is to do with the new Solo movie. Some scandal. That's yeah, it's... And it is, it is, it's, it's worrying. I am, I'm actually angry at this. Yeah. So what's happened is the solo posters that have come out. So yes. There's, the there's promotional posters. Promotional posters. There's, there's four of them. There's one for so, uh, Han Solo, Lando, uh, Kira, which is a new Kira, character. Yeah. Um, and Chewie. And what's, ha- what's happened is uh, a person who worked for Sony Music who did the artwork for different... Legacy albums. Legacy albums, that's so, it. So there's the Legacy of Funk, Legacy of Jazz, Legacy of Electronic Funk, and Legacy of Soul. So there's four albums, just like Legacy, the best of in this genre by the looks yeah. of it. They're exactly the same. They're, they look exactly the, the same. The covers of those solo posters and those album covers, it's, exactly the yeah, same. It's ridiculously the same. And the person who actually worked with the team who designed the legacy albums has come out and said like that's not a yeah he's it's like it's like it's like that's not okay but if you want to keep using them we expect some sort of compensation yeah there's gotta be some sort of royalties yeah anything, if if not that is that is blatant plagiarism yeah um and that's a lawsuit waiting to happen yeah that's a massive lawsuit like ha- sony versus disney let's go oh that that's far, that's that fight of the century yeah Fuck Pacquiao Mayweather. That, that is a real fight of the century. Probably end up with Disney buying Sony. <laughs> it. Well, they're going to buy them sometime oh, in the next gonna, 20 yeah. years. So why not now? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just, it. Was, I saw that today on Twitter and I was floored because I was like, holy crap. It's yeah. not even like, it's not even like I've just borrowed this from here. We're talking inspiration. It's, it, yeah. that's cool. It's copy and paste. It's yeah. It's pretty much copy and paste, and like even the whole color sets and everything, like complementary yeah, like colors. Pretty much exactly the same. Like, so for Han, we'll probably, if we could be bothered, we'll probably put up a photo of the covers. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's like, mm. it's 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 bad. Yeah, it's it. I'm almost speechless because of how, like copy and paste it is yeah and i think it's just i just think now i'm like who which executive in their office said yep that's cool that's although i probably they probably didn't see they probably didn't know but that's the thing. yeah but the artist had to the have seen artist this had to have known because so, that it's too uncanny to it to, to be yeah, a coincidence to be, an, to be an accident that yeah that's just poor yeah and to think no one would pick up on that Everyone picks up on everything. Every, it's the yeah. internet. So, 
that, that that's that and the way the um original artist of the um uh legacy albums like worded his like response to it wasn't like he was mad or anything like that yeah. it was just it was just it's just making sure this is my work it was expectant i feel because uh, if it was quoted in a way that this is definitely not a coincidence so yeah. i expect this i 100 expect 100 percent expect you to pay me royalties for this yeah yeah and it's just like it's just funny that yeah that things happened. like that happen yeah. but yeah um like I said, we're going to talk about Star Wars, so that's that. But That's it, yeah, that's that's all we're going to say about that. Big just... things in the news of, what did you say, films from our childhood. Yeah, Disney films and Pixar films. I, I'm a happy man. Happy Incredibles 2 is finally coming. Oh, my God. I've been, I've been waiting ever since the last film for the next one. I remember going to the cinema and seeing Incredibles. Me too. With my mom. I, I remember seeing... I think the most enjoyable viewing I've had of that movie is on a plane back home to Australia from Europe after a school uh, school tour. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, I was watching, like, I've watched so many movies on the plane. Like, I watched The Castle for the first time. That was a brilliant Classic. film. Um, for the and, first time? Yeah, right, I know. we're going to talk about that after this. Yeah, there's a lot of films that are, like, massive and I haven't seen. Um, but, yeah, anyway... And I saw The Incredibles again. I'm like, I love this movie. Let's just watch it. Yeah, it's and hard not to like it. Yeah. And oh my God. I'm like, when's the next one coming yeah. out? And I, I, just, I just thought, God, it's still so far away for its announcement. And yeah, it's just, it's here. Is it this year or is it next year? This year. This year, I'm pretty sure. Okay, good. And you won't release a trailer this far ahead. Otherwise, you, you lose a lot of yeah, kind of true. hype in your game. Yeah. Um. Not on your game, your movie. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'll, yeah. And it's just, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. It, it looks, it takes a different storytelling approach. Like, well, it, it <clears throat> picks up, uh, apparently it picks up directly from where the end of the yeah. last one. Stopped. Yeah. It looks like that. Um, and then now this film focuses on Elastigirl. A lot. Than, yeah. Um, Mr. Incredible. Yeah. Which is fair because Mr. Incredible was, you know, the he was like the yeah, star, the, yeah, the main character in the first. Yeah, one. that that's gonna be a challenge though, switching protagonists. I've seen it done before, but it's just like it looks like all the focus is on on yes. him. So you, you've got to set up Elastigirl more yeah. and like her once, which they did all right in the last one from memory. It's been a while, but yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So in the I remember in the first one they set up Mr. Incredible as like this really, they got his not yeah. so much backstory, just like his. The inciting incident. His, yeah, his demeanor of like him being a hero, and then they had to explain why why he stopped being a hero, yeah, um, and everything like that. But it just didn't seem to highlight how Elastigirl felt about that. Yeah. So I feel like this film might go back and be like, hey, yeah, um, this is what happened. Him, yeah. Then I think it'd be good to see another female lead. Yeah, I think, you, so. I, th- I think that's important. Yeah. Like seeing more female leads, but. One of the things I've been very, not vocal, but very strong about, I guess, is only use female leads if it works. Yeah. Like, it's very important to have them, but don't don't go with Ghostbusters and, and Ocean's just, yeah. 8 now and just say, 
Oh, females. Yeah, I don't know Yay. about Ocean's 8. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm like, I saw the start of the film, like, hey, that's all right. And then I realized it was an Ocean's film and it was an Ocean's remaster. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, it's this not is a what it is. Though. Not a remaster, but, you know, reboot. Is it re- by the same uh, director? Probably not. Knowing Hollywood, probably not. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, like the whole like thing, but like female leads have, are they coming a lot thicker and thinner and they're a lot better now. So yeah, I think, you know, like your whole, um, like Star Wars is the last movies. I've had two female leads yeah. like for the, all the new reboots. So it, it, it's really working. So, yeah. um, bring on, bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. Like I think, I think it'll work well because these characters still do have that established. Yeah. Following, I guess you could say, yeah. from the first movie, and still everybody who loved the first Incredibles, as kids, which was everyone, which is everyone, yeah. Let's, let's like, be honest. Who the hell doesn't love superheroes? Let's see who the hell doesn't love the Incredibles. That's yeah. just the whole. But yeah, I, I'm just keen to see Jack Jack. Yes. Oh. That because the trailer kind of like it does highlight how he's just using his powers like way more now, and that's yeah. like, way exciting. And it's just yeah. It's, uh. The amount of times I watched the Jack Jack attack. Oh my on, god, that is... On disc two of the Incredibles, the DVDs. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's just, yeah, it gets you uh, all giddy. Yeah. And in in other trailer news, one for the the, the kiddies, um, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Wreck-It Ralph 2. I never saw the first one. Well, it's, it's Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It yeah. Ralph 2, which is the actual title of it, which yeah. annoys me. But hey, but hey, like the first one was really good. I I didn't see the first one. I thought yeah, it but, was really good. But I there think. was a few jokes in that trailer which just cracked me up. The it, ending one where the yeah, yeah. kitty pops and yeah the kid screams at it. That's now that's now a whole meme trend. Yeah. So thanks guys. Thanks thanks because Disney. <laughs> Disney just have a te- tendency. All their trailers are coming to memes now. Yeah. Like I've just seen all the ones from Solo. No. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, just it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good, and I think it's. Wreck It Ralph, I think, like instantly became like a really good one because because it it, it's relevant. It's relevant. It's the internet. Yeah. It's, it's gaming. Now. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just exciting to see like something like that. I yeah. Think. So um. Yeah, I think that that's all. I think that's all we want to talk about today. Um. Bit of a shorter one compared to last time. I feel maybe. Maybe we we honestly don't know. Yeah. It's, um. We, we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, I reckon. Um, from I've honestly got no idea, and um, but we'll see. We'll see. Thank you for thank you for tuning in again. Um, if you made it this far, you think, yeah, um, still listening to us. Like I don't think I made it this far. No, in no, our no, last no. Pro- the last podcast, well, I didn't make it to the We end. lived it, Tosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for listening in. It's yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys. Yeah. Um. Appreciate a few of the comments as well. Yeah, it's like it's just a lot of the people commenting and saying like love your work and other things. So, like, ask questions, give us feedback. Yeah, if you love it, chuck chuck us a like. Chuck no. us a like. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. You gotta stop. <laughs> you gotta stop. But yeah, if you just wanna keep on listening, it really does mean does it does mean the world to us. Yeah, I mean. 91 views. 91 views. It's still, it's amazing. It's it's, it's, like, it's it's not the fact that, you know, we're getting that much attention. It's the fact that this many people pay attention to yeah. us. And that people are like actually liking, well, if they are like Yeah. I don't uh, care if they like it or not. Nah. We, we enjoy doing we, this. We so. enjoy doing it, but it's just the fact that this much people, you know, they're getting behind it and 
Yeah. I really appreciate it. So, um, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, we'll see you in the next one. We'll try and make this more regular now. Yeah. Uh, it's the the train's rolling. The train's rolling. Like, yeah. yeah, before before when we recorded this, you know, we're, we're loading the coal, getting passengers on board. Now it's full steam ahead. So Playing Thomas the Tank Engine theme song at full blast. You rapes. Dun, 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 dun. Right. Okay, goodbye, guys. Yeah. It's another poorly timed ending. Poorly timed ending, but thank you very much. Um, and we'll see you in the next one. All right. Thank you very much, and uh, have a good one.